Buenos dias, Iglesia. Good morning, church. I am Pastor Yayo, the campus pastor of El Monte Campus. And let me start by welcoming our online campus and our friends for campus. So good to have you guys with us. And before I begin, I have to make a quick, a quick announcement. Every Sunday at 2 p.m., we have our Spanish-speaking service that gathers here at our chapel. So if you want to invite somebody to El Monte, somebody that speaks Spanish and that you want them to get a Mount experience from kids, worship, and students, invítalos al monte. Invite them to our campus. Invite them to our church. And if you want to learn Spanish or practice your Spanish, estás bienvenido. You are also welcome. So that being said, this morning we are wrapping up our series, This or That. Church, can you believe we are four weeks into January already? It's gone. Ya se fue. It's gone. And guess what? Valentine's Day is coming. So that means, man, you have been warned. <laughs> I say again, Valentine's Day is coming. Okay? Put it in your calendar. So for those who are joining us for the first time, today the main idea behind our series This or That is to make better decisions. Whether we like it or not, there is power in our decisions. And these past weeks, we've been saying that your decisions determine your story. And Pastor Adam and I have been asking this question. What story do you want to tell? ¿Qué historia quieres contar? I'm practicing my Spanish here. What story do you want to tell? Do you want to tell a story of pain, headaches, regret, shame? Or do you want to tell a story of faithfulness, obedience, sacrifice, and blessing? Once again, your decisions determine your story. What story do you want to tell? Now, I deal with this question every day. Most communicators and most preachers are faced with this question, what do I decide? Do I choose that example or this example? Do I choose this verse or that verse? Do I choose this book of the Bible or that book of the Bible? Do I use an embarrassing story of my family or a funny one? In church, something I have learned, I am not good at making decisions. I have often got home saying sorry to my family for some of those stories. And something that we have learned these past weeks is that we are bad in making decisions. We just are not good at it. But it doesn't have to be that way. My prayer during this series has been that we can learn how to make better decisions that will honor God, impact his kingdom, and that we'll be happy with the story we are telling. That's been my prayer during this past four weeks. And as you guys have been studying with us, one of the reasons we are bad at making decisions is because of our past bad decisions. So before I dive into my sermon, to my message, I want to tell you this. Your past does not define you. God does. Okay? God defines you. Your past doesn't. God defines you. And last week, Pastor Adam gave us some questions that will help us make wiser and godly decisions. And this morning, I will continue with part two of these questions. I want to give you this set of questions that will help you move forward as you continue to make decisions in your life. 
Think of them as that warning sound of your new car that tells you your blind spot. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. I just got a new car, so I know how that works. Okay? So as Pastor Adam mentioned last week, these questions don't have to be in that order. You don't have to use all of these questions. But I believe that if you apply some of these questions, it will help you make godly decisions. So are you guys ready? So here's the first question. When you are facing making a decision, ask this. Am I rushing into something because I don't want to wait? Am I rushing into something because I don't want to wait? Church, we are very impatient people. We live in a culture that we can get whatever we want in a touch of a screen. Not a button anymore. It's 2024. Now it's a screen. Okay? Target will come to your house. I know this because I feel Target's my roommate sometimes. <laughs> Amazon will deliver on snow days. Church, I'm being honest. I'm stuck in the snow two weeks. Two weeks ago. And I see this gray car going up the hill. I'm like, wow, they do deliver on snow, on every day. And my wife just discovered Costco delivery. So guess what, guys? We want everything our way and fast. And when we make decisions, that's our attitude. This is the attitude when we are making decisions. We rush into it because we don't want to wait. We have fast food restaurants in every corner of our streets. We ain't got time for that. We ignore the flags, the signals, and make rash decisions without knowing all the facts. But what does the Bible say about this? What does the Bible say? So let's read Proverbs 19.2. Enthusiasm without knowledge is no good. Hate makes what? Mistakes. Enthusiasm without knowledge is no bueno. Hate makes mistakes. In other words, acting impulsively and recklessly causes mistakes. Instead, Proverbs encourage us to be cautious and to restrain. So now let's, let's read Proverbs 21.5. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Again, good planning and hard work leads to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. That say, you don't have to rush in making your decisions. But many of us are afraid of missing out. And that is one of the reasons we make a fast and, rush, and rash decisions. We are afraid of missing out. And our culture would call this FOMO, fear of missing out. So I want to tell you this. Don't let the fear of missing out drive your decisions. It's okay to wait. You don't have to rush into it. It's okay to wait. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. I'll say this again. Good planning and hard work leads to prosperity. So the second question you should ask as you are making a wise decision, what do my experience tell me about this decision? What do my past experience tells me about this decision? Remember that one of the reasons we are not good at making decisions is because we put too much trust into our emotions. We trust our emotions more, more than logic. God has created you with a purpose and designed you to, especially to fulfill that purpose. Don't let your past define your decisions. Instead, learn from your mistakes. 
Church, we are not perfect, and we will make mistakes. We will make wrong decisions, but don't let that scare you away from a wise decision. Trust God, for he does care for you. My family, my family, my family, my family and I decided to read the whole Bible chronologically for this 2024. And we are studying Genesis right now. And I noticed in Genesis a father and son pattern during this week's reading. Abraham had, Abraham had, had to make a decision based on fear and emotion. He told Abimelech, the king of Gerar, that Sarah was his sister, who actually was his wife. Abraham did this on two occasions. Then Isaac, is the son of Abraham, was in the same position where his dad had to, where he had to make a decision. And just as his father did, Isaac made a decision based on his emotions, fear, and his family pattern. Now, maybe I'm maybe stretching this out a little bit, but I see a pattern. Isaac was forced to move where he was at because of famine. So God told Isaac to stay in the land of King Abimelech, which is in Gerar, the same place and person his dad had to make a decision where he told that Sarah was his sister. So I want us to read what Isaac decides here. Genesis 26, 7 says this. When the man of the place asked him about his wife, he said, she is my sister. Because he was afraid to say she's my wife. He thought that the men of this place might kill him on account of a record because she is beautiful. You guys see the pattern? Here we can see a father and son both making the wrong decisions. So with that being said, you need to understand that your family background might affect your thinking as you are processing decisions. So don't let your past, don't let your family patterns and your emotions determine your decision. Trust the Lord, for he does care for you. Learn from your, mis learn from your mistakes. Move forward, because the one who's in you is greater than your past experiences. Okay? The one who's in you is greater than everything you can be challenged with, because he is the almighty. So the next question we are going to ask. As you are making decisions, ask this question. What am I sacrificing by making this decision? ¿Qué estoy sacrificando? I don't know how to say that in Spanish. By making this decision. With every decision comes with a consequence. Every yes is no to something else. When we make a tough decision, we are also sacrificing something along with it. And this is why it's very important to surrender to God's will. This is why it's important to surrender to God's will because your will will lead you to a wrong decision. But God's will will guide you to either this or that. But you have to trust on God. So 1 Corinthians, Paul says here, 24, 25. Don't you know that, a, that in a race all the runners run? But only one gets the prize. Run in such a way to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. We need to think ahead as we are making decisions. That's something Pastor Adam has told us in the first week. We need to think ahead as we're making decisions. Don't settle for the immediate at the expense of the long term. Don't settle for the now and sacrifice the future. A runner 
focuses on finishing the race. He practiced self-control and he practiced discipline. The runner's ultimate goal is in every decision is to finish the race successfully. And for those who, are, who have run or love running or do marathons, I'm not one of them, but I did a little bit of research. You understand this. You have to sacrifice times to go to run. You may run on snow days, on cold days, on hot days. You sacrifice your food, what type of food to eat. Everything you do is based so you can finish the marathon, finish the race. The runner is willing to sacrifice anything to just finish the race. So now with that being said, don't be afraid to sacrifice as you are making a wise decision. God is writing your story, run to it. God is writing your story, run to it. You need to trust. You need to be in his will and you need to surrender because he's writing a beautiful and amazing story. You just got to believe it and run to it. Don't get stuck with the, with the moments right in front of you. Just keep going through and run to them. Because God is writing your story. Here's another question as you are making decisions. What impact will this decision have on my integrity? What impact will this decision have on my integrity? God is calling us to live differently to the world and live so that our outworld actions reflect who God is. We need to show the world that we belong to God. We need to go against the current and not fall for what the world likes. Instead, show what God loves. 1 Samuel 16:7 says this. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height. For I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord looks at your heart. Don't forget, church, that we are created in God's image. We represent him. We are ambassadors of Christ. And as Christians, we are called to speak the truth in every situation at all times. And especially when we are making decisions. We are called to represent God because we represent him. We represent Christ. We are ambassadors. Daniel, we studied Daniel in the first week. Daniel, right from the beginning of his time in a foreign land, he chose not to be defiled by anything. Nada, anything. Daniel chose to walk in eternity by eating simple vegetables and drinking water and, and saying no to attractive foods that will pollute him and his body. Later on, his enemies wanted to destroy him. They could not find any foul because he walked in a godly integrity. They couldn't find anything wrong with him because he was right with God. Are you right with God today? The word integrity is used in the Bible in this meaning, without blemish, complete, perfect, sincere, sound, all right, being honest and speaking to the patterns of good works. And the only way we can show that is by living with Christ every day. By living through Christ every day, we can show a good integrity. Making decisions with integrity means we understand our, we understand our duty and recognize and discern God's will for our lives. By studying the Bible, 
we can become knowledgeable of God's plans for how we are to live. Integrity means going to the next step and living pur purposefully to live what we have learned. So we need to read the Bible and every decision we make needs to be based on his word. Because if we are we based it in his word, we will be fine as we are making decisions. And church, this is the final question. Now this question is one of my personal favorite questions I always ask in my life as I'm making decisions. And you should always ask this. Have I asked God what he thinks? When a young couple or a young man comes to me and tells me, Yayo, I have a... I have, a, I have this girl I like. The first thing I ask them, what does God think of her or him? <laughs> and they're always like, don't start preaching at me right away. <laughs> but it's true. We need to ask in every decision of our lives, we need to ask God what he thinks. What does he think? In every decision, whether it's choosing a college or a life partner, you, you, we need to ask what does God might think of this? And James 1.5 says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask who? God, who gives generosity to all without finding fault, and he will be giving to you. James 1.5. I want to read this again. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask who gives generosity to all without finding fault, and he will be giving to you. That's why I believe that this, you should ask this question. In every decision. We need to have a conversation with God. We need to ask him what he thinks. We need his guidance every day. Church, we, we make about 35,000 decisions daily. That's a lot. And for some of you all, it's more than 35,000. My wife is a teacher and she makes decisions on every student. So I know she multiplies the 35,000. Now, of those 35,000 decisions, some of us, research says that 200 are in food. For me, it's like 400. I'm already thinking what's next to eat. But just thinking of that number stresses me out. Church, man, we need to ask God what he thinks. And let me tell you this. God already knows what you want and what the outcome will be. God knows what is best for your life. He's Omniscient, I hope I said that right. He is all-knowing. He knows everything. He sees the past, the present, the future at the same time, all at once. He is all-knowing. That's our God. He knows everything. So the question will be, why should I ask God if he already knows what he thinks? Because he wants us to have a close and meaningful relationship with him. He knows, but guess what? We don't know. He knows, but we don't know. Church, just because he knows doesn't mean we don't know. And I'm being honest, we don't know. And that's just facts. We don't know. But guess what? God knows. He knows. He's almighty. And he wants you to learn and grow with him, which means deciding according to his will. To his word. And in doing so, we glorify God and magnify God in our lives. So, yes, again, he knows, but we don't. So as you are deciding, 
as you are deciding to make decisions in your life, I think you should do this. You need to pause. You need to pause and ask God for his wisdom. You need to pause and pray. You need to pause and get your heart, mind, will, emotions, and intellect in a state, in such state that it has no will of its own. We need to make God's will for our lives our will. That's what we need to do. And let me tell you, church, this is a battle for most of us. If we are honest and if we are truly honest, we can confess that we want our own way. It's my way or the that's us. It's my way or the highway. And I like to use my name as an example of wanting my own way or my own highway. My nickname is Yayo, uh, which sounds like a yo-yo. So in Spanish, yo-yo, if you separate the word, it stands for I, I, I. Yo, 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 yo-yo. And Sometimes as we are making decisions, we are making decisions based on I. What do I want? What do I need? I want this instead of that. It's my way. And that's why it's very important to pause and ask God what he thinks. So when you are pausing and you pause and you spend, in t- you spend time in God's word and in prayer, God Ask God to make his will yours. Then you are walking in a true relationship with him. And God will give you peace as you choose between this or that. But you have to ask him first. And you have to pause first. And then the word says, Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God which is transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'll say this again. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God will be with you as you walk with him in every decision of your life. But you have to walk with him. Tienes que caminar con él. And I want to share a story in how I apply some of these questions in my life in 2017. I had to make a decision back in 2017. Uh, and this decision was going to impact my whole entire life. I knew God was calling me to leave Memphis, Tennessee and to continue mean ministry. So I had to decide between two states. A church in New York wanted me to work with them. And a pastor in Virginia wanted me to start a Spanish campus. I had to decide between this and that. What do I do? ¿Qué hago? What do I do? So this is how I decided. First, I paused. And I asked God if I was rushing into this. My yo-yo wanted to go to New York City. It was more attractive. I like music. I like jazz. Everything's in New York. The capital of jazz is New York. So I wanted to be there. Part of my job was going to be to train musicians to share Jesus in New York. Hey, I want that. But I wanted to say yes to the offer without knowing all the facts. I wanted to jump into the train. Let's go. So I paused and processed, talking to mentors, pray, and ask God. Then this is what I did next. I looked at what I was sacrificing with this. Living home, 
my family, my friends, the church I was at. Now, that's not something easy to sacrifice. But I wanted to do God's will. I, w I wanted to let God's will happen through me. In fact, everything I decide now is based on following his will. So I knew the sacrifice was part of this. Then I asked God what did he thought about this. And after asking God, Virginia was the answer. That's before me knowing the traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, always, I'm always with the traffic. But I knew that God want me, wanted me there. And let me just be honest. That decision took me seven months. It took me prayer. It took me to say no to New York and tell that church, I'm sorry. But that's not it. Now, seven months of waiting on God to respond in prayer, reading his Bible, mentoring I can tell you a story that what that I can tell you this story of what God did when I made this decision. After I made that decision, six months uh, that's 2018. Six months later, I met my wife. That's a God thing. I mean, I'm not saying I was going to find her in New York or not, but God brought me the best gift ever. I was single, and I told God back in. 2015, oh, I'll die single. I was that young adult saying, oh, uh, whatever. I'm always going to be alone. That was my mindset. But when I say yes to living everything and sacrifice everything, God gave me my wife. And the Bible girl, Bible study. So, man, single guys, go to the Bible study. <laughs> uh, as we walk into this, God gave me two beautiful foster kids that my family and I love and care. They are my sons. That decision took me down. Now, we also have a growing Spanish campus here. Here that serves our community, a campus that reaches our community, that has impact staffer. That's the effect of a decision that keeps going. Church, what story do you want to tell? Your decisions determine your story. And maybe today you need to pause. Maybe you are overwhelmed. Maybe you have decision fatigue. Today I want to tell you this. Pause. 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 And maybe your decision or your next step is to accept Christ today. Maybe today you came for the first time here looking for an answer. I have your answer. Jesus. Maybe online you, you went down the website and you are watching us online right now just to see something different. Jesus is your answer. Fredericksburg, Jesus is your answer. Okay? So maybe today your first step is to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. And I want to give you that opportunity. God decided to give Christ and Christ decided, decided to free us from sin by dying on that cross. Okay? So today you can take that step. And if that's you today, raise your hand wherever you're at. If you are looking for an answer, Jesus is your answer. And I want to give you the opportunity to accept him for the first time. Whether you're online or in Fredericksburg, ushers will come around if that's you. And if that's you, man, we, we want to celebrate with you. And maybe you are wondering, what's my next step? Well, next Sunday we have a class called Faith Conversations. Maybe your next step is to go there. Go, learn, fall in love with the God that I have fallen in love with. 
that he's good. He's great. He's amazing. He's beautiful. But he took a step of leap of faith. And I did it. And guess what? I haven't drowned. I still haven't drowned. So church, maybe today that's you. Trust him. He is unknowing. Pause. Pause and let God. And it's okay to have questions. Trust me, I have many questions. Go to this class. They will help you. But if you want to start in the right path today, be I need him. I want to take him. I want to accept him. And today could be the day. We have our ushers there if you want to do that online. Just press the button that says, I want to accept Christ. Fredericksburg, we have our ushers there for you. But maybe today there's another group of people that know who Christ is, that have been walking with Christ. And maybe today you also need to make a decision. Maybe it's moving, changing jobs, changing. Maybe it's a big decision you need to make. Well, first, pause. Breathe. Pause. Breathe and ask some of these questions. Ask God, Lord, get piensas de esto. What do you think of this? Is this, is this your will? Would this honor you? Because our ultimate goal is to honor him, not us. Don't be yo-yos. Be worshipers. So church, if that's you today, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. That you can trust God as you are making this decision. That you can pause and ask some of these questions that will give you, that will, God will use and give you the answers. So we are eyes closed. Let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are. Father, thank you for your word. Laura, we just want to pause. And let your spirit just come to us. Father, I don't know most people here. But I pray for that person who needs to make a decision. I pray for that person who needs to make a change of his, a, a change. I pray for that person that wants to tell a story that will honor you. Lord, I pray that you give them the wisdom, the knowledge for that person to make that decision. Lord, I pray that that person can trust you and that as he's wondering or she's wondering the next step, he knows or she knows that your next step is you, Lord. I pray that whether she's afraid or he's afraid or he's afraid or not afraid, Lord, I pray that they can trust you because your peace is on us. It's, it governs us. And Lord, I just pray for that person who may be wondering she will hide. Take the step of trusting Christ. I pray that that person does it. Whether it's online or on Fredericksburg, Lord, I just pray. Father, let your will be done in our lives. In your name we pray. Amen.